What's going on, party people? Welcome to another episode of O-Town, O-Town Dreamers. Dreamers. We are here live again. Not we're live. We're not live. Oh, man. Pre-recorded I, as heck. I already messed this up. <laughs> no, we're, we're upstairs uh, above Pilar's uh, Martini Bar. If you can hear voices, they are actually, they're, they're doing their live, their open mic night. It is Thursday mm-hmm. when we're recording this. When you listen to it, it won't be. Um, but <laughs> if you can hear voices, that's where we, uh, that's where we are. Uh, we have two awesome guests today. It's It's... We're, we're missing the other two, um, but we have the two most important ones. <laughs> yes. We can never show them this. No, I'm totally kidding. No, 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 no. Um, but uh, so we should just introduce them. So just in case so they, 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 they can plug their thing. But before yes. we get into that, Christina, why don't you tell the people why, why we're here? Yes. So OTAN Dreamers is a podcast uh, that aims to inspire anyone and everyone that wants to make performing their livelihood, their career, their profession. And it's just as um, realistic as being a doctor or an accountant or anything else that someone tells you is realistic. Performing is just as realistic, and we're here to inspire and show you the resources and how you can do that in O-Town, in Orlando. And even if you're just using O-Town as a base, it's great as like a place that you want to start perfecting your craft and uh, meeting great people, making connections, and then going elsewhere, because there will always be a performance home here in Orlando. That's right. Um, cool. So let's introduce our guests. Christina. Yes, we have the lovely Chris and Ashley of the jazz group Resolve. They are an acapella jazz group, and they are here to talk with us about their uh, their time as a group and what uh, what they've learned in through that experience and their time as performers. Yeah, Bye. before and, and before we get into our first our, our first O Town news nonsense, um, <laughs> do we want to start uh, just say three sentences about yourself, Ashley? Be oh like, wow! Hey. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, hi guys, I'm Ashley, I am 23 years old. I have just relocated back to Orlando from a nice little eight month trip to New York, exploring and trying new things out there. I'm super thrilled to be back um, and super excited to go back there when the season is over here with my contracts over at Disney World. Um, I'm super thrilled about resolves new opportunities are coming up that you guys will hear all about it yeah so stay tuned yes yeah and i saw you i was like this is the first time we've met and mm-hmm. i saw you 
because uh, you s- posted it or you sent it to me or something like that. Uh, it was you and doing the the breakdown, the Natalie Weiss. You were you had a voice lesson with Natalie Weiss, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, did, yeah. I did. It was yeah. sickening. It was so good. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so much fun. Yeah, Chris, you want to say something? Hi, I'm Chris. I am also 23 years old. Um, I have been here in Orlando since um, 2016. He's a bass god. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I spent some time here. I moved here for a contract at Walt Disney World, and um, I have spent some time performing with um, some other entertainment companies, and I currently work for Entertainment Central, um, as well as Walt Disney World. Um, and I formed Resolve with my best friends, and we are a vocal jazz quartet. And so... That's what we're here to tell you all about. Yeah. Yes. And so, uh, you ready, Christina? You want to get yeah. into some O-Town news? Orlando news. Yes, girl. Uh, the first thing I just want to talk about, do you have things to talk about? Great. <laughs> then um i do i just want to say you know because we have a lot of uh, theme park people that listen to this podcast um uh these shows that are closing literally it's uh, over at disney it's just insane right now it's Mm -hmm. like every dance every like dance party on property including like that have all the equity performers and stuff like that they're all closing the Mm -hmm. hakuna matata time uh, all that all that kind of stuff um uh great uh, muppets Moment, wait, Muppets. Great moments in history with the Muppets. Yes, good girl. <laughs> but just, just the list goes on. So just know that. Oh, oh, Eve, Eve. No, is it Eve? It is Eve. The Eve who? The uh, uh, the Vine Lady at Animal Kingdom. Oh, girl, oh. she's going away too. Oh, oh I wow. never even met her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so good. Um, so all the shows that are closing, uh, they all end like October fifth. So mm-hmm. if you get a chance, it's beginning of the fiscal year. Yeah. If, oh, oh, Move It Shaken is going down to only two shows a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow. yeah, crazy, right? But not to worry. Uh, Disney Junior Dance Party will resume. Um, all <laughs> ten shows. Uh, if you guys are, are aching for some entertainment, go head on down to Hollywood Studios. That's right. <laughs> all ten shows. We love a plug. So, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So go check it out October 5th. Um, that'll be the last day for a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Coco show in Epcot. Is it closing? Is closing. No. Yes, that's the right. Coco, uh, Miguel, Puppet. <gasps> I've never seen show. it. Yeah. Oh, we better catch so it. Yeah. We have to go. Yeah. My October 5th, gosh. last day. Voices of, Voices of Liberty closing. Will never close. <laughs> Will never, ever close. Ever. But they'll, they'll get contemporary before they close. Listen, um, I'll get in before they close. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, oh, so, um, I do want to say this. Uh, I, I got the pleasure of being behind the table at the Entertainment Central auditions today, which, we, which we were plugging. Um, and what I, was the turnout? Uh, like 300 people showed up, Incredible. which is crazy. So I do want to say congratulations to everybody that went. Um, yes. I, I, we, <laughs> I saw the yes pile and I saw the no pile and the yes pile was significantly larger than the no pile. So there are a lot of crazy talented people in Orlando. There we go. Yes. Kill it. You guys are awesome. Uh, and I learned things about auditioning that um, we will get to on another episode. Heck yeah. I but, want a whole episode dedicated to that. But uh, audition, wa- watching people audition is interesting. Mm. Uh, so are you guys good auditioners? I would I've like to think I am. definitely gotten better. Yeah. Especially being in New York and sure. being able to be seen was a huge like improvement to my audition like experience just right. because I was in college and I auditioned here and there in college 
but I knew I really just wanted to get my bachelor's first. Right. So mm -hmm. right after that, I booked a couple contracts for the holidays, and then I went to New York. So I've in New York is where I actually started really going into auditions. What's your go-to audition so. song? At the moment, it's I Didn't Plan It from Waitress. Okay. Um, oh. But it really just depends on what the audition sure, is. Sure, sure, no, of that course. That one's great because it's musical theater and pop yeah. at the same time. So We heard a lot of Waitress today. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. I bet. Um, Chris, are you a good auditioner? I would like to think that I'm a good auditioner. I usually just pick songs that I love, and so I end up translating pretty well. Yeah. And I think... But, you know, you never know. <laughs> What's your go-to audition song? Um, I like to pick a jazz standard. Lullaby of Birdland is a good one for me. Oh, orange Colored Hello. Sky. Hello. <laughs> That's a good one. But um, just things like that. And some I usually have a new one by the time I go in for my next audition. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, congrats to everybody that went out to the audition. Just, yeah. just going out there on audi auditioning is half the battle. Yes. Um, so y'all better get it. Do you want to plug? Uh, I know you'll, we'll plug it again at the end, but do you want to plug uh, what's happening with Resolve real quick? Absolutely. Part of your O Town news. So, we are going to be releasing our very first um, strand of official music. Um, we will be releasing a brand new EP this Christmas called All Wrapped Up. Yeah. So, that's, that's exciting. exciting. It is. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be about five or six songs um, songs of the holidays, some sacred material, and some just carols, classic things like that. Um, we are not just an acapella quartet, so we will have a trio join us on a couple of those tunes, and one will just have piano. Um, we have an incredible trio lined up, and we are currently running a Kickstarter campaign. We have two days left in that campaign. Oh, shoot. So how Kickstarter works is we don't get any of the money raised unless we reach our goal amount. What? I did not know that. Yeah, so it's oh, crazy. Oh, no. Um, the reason that we picked Kickstarter um, in spite of that is because we can offer incentives. So you can get, like, T-shirts from us and yeah. signed photos. You can watch our rehearsal. Um, you can have a Q&A with us, see exclusive music videos, things like that. Really cool stuff. Nice. So we have a goal of $5,000, and right now I believe we're at like 3500 and then I have, um, I can say that we have secured about $4,200. So we have about $800 left to raise in two days. So, yeah, I'm kind of shaking gonna, in my boots. We're going to social media that <laughs> Okay, after this, so, so if there are any rich donors listening <laughs> to this podcast, yes. please uh, no, donate. And donate this awesome group who is creating, uh, you know, just original music, uh, original arrangements. and that's, Such good quality music. And it's so, you know, especially, it's just, it's just not heard of anymore. Everybody's doing recreations of, mm -hmm. you know, old movies and things like that. So props to you for creating something original and all that kind of stuff. All right. Hey, so you guys want to do uh, a fun O-Town game? Yeah. Yes. Of course. <laughs> of course. So, so anybody that knows Chris Keough, um, he is uh, infamous for, you know, walking around his friends and then saying, uh, um, guys, you guys want to do a tag? <laughs> so this game is called yes. Let's Make a Tag. Tag you're it. So, uh, so Chris... Um, just because, you know, there are two members of Resolve here, but God, where are the other two members? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. 
they're right here in front of you. <laughs> we're oh here my, to fill in. Oh, we're here to fill in. So, you, so I want you don't. Have, it doesn't have to be a resolve um, arrangement because I know you're keeping that on the DL for your new thing. <laughs> you two will um, be our very first subs. Yeah. With that being said. <laughs> Um, let's make a tag. Tag. Oh boy. Um, so this is going to be terrible (laughs) (laughs) because Chris knows I'm really bad at this. I'm not bad. You're not bad. I'm, I'm not great. I've asked you to sing tags more than once. So I clearly think you're okay. (laughs) I know, but still it's, I'm like, I get nervous. Um, so I'm going to take these out. I get nervous. (laughs) (laughs) So I have no clue which one I'm going to teach. So which is fine. That's that's part of the fun of it. And so what we're going to do is obviously I'll cut out the boring parts. I'll get all the weird stuff where Mm -hmm. I'm clearly trying to (laughs) get the right stuff. It's all the process. Uh, Yes. And then we'll be, uh, O town, O town resolve, or we'll be, what a name. Resolved, (laughs) resolved dreamers. dreamers. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. (laughs) All right. Chris, go ahead. Oh, let's see. Um, and this is so this is so chill. So you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to like. Oh my god. It's okay. Not a big deal. Well, let's see what we'll do. We'll do. We'll do. You are the sunshine of my life. Probably. <gasps> um, are you? Are, do you usually do like soprano or alto? Uh, I can do both. Okay. But we love a woman that can. <laughs> do both. I love a woman. <laughs> we love a versatile <laughs> woman. Whatever, wherever you need um, me. You. You. That should be about the key. Um, actually, I'm gonna go with the sheet music. Um, okay, so this is You Are the Sunshine of My Life, and I'm just going to pick a random key. So this will work. You, <clears throat> you, there, we'll do that one. That's the one. Um, so Ashley, you do soprano. Okay. You are the sunshine of my life. And there's, you are the sunshine of my life. Yes, and there's like a keychain. <laughs> so you'll mm-hmm. do alto. Um, you are the sunshine Oh, what's the part of the... Oh, yeah. Of my life. Yeah, so... So... You are the... So you're the only one that moves on R. You are the... So, um... See, typically, I just feel... I feel, like, nervous about Chris, like, critiquing me, but now I feel nervous about Chris and Ashley critiquing me. So I'm like... Oh, my God. He's so encouraging, though, when you get Uh, it, he's like, come on. And then you're like, okay, I can do this. Hello, you got it. Oh, so... You are the sunshine. Yes, yeah, so you are the sunshine of my life. Yeah, I so said we'll do. You, you are the sunshine of my life. Uh huh. So we'll do you too. Here we go. Let's try it. You are the Sunshine. Oh, I said, well, let's do sunshine, sunshine breath. Oh, okay. Sunshine of my life. So uh-huh. I was right. So let's do it again. Here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm with Christina. Sorry. You are the sunshine of my life. That's it. That's it. Here. <laughs> so let's try it out. Here we go. Um, what's my part? Okay, I just, we got to tune it up a little bit. So, um, <laughs> but that's that's fun, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. The sun, you are the sunshine. Let's start it. Of, of, of. Yeah, here we go. Um, of, let's try it. Of my life. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so pretty. That was good. So, again, you are the sunshine of my life, <laughs> and we'll make it all <laughs> juicy and soupy and musical. Here we go. Um, you, you, you are, mm-hmm. you are the 
That's fine. Hey, That's good job. <laughs> Great Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so that was a fun way to like introduce some like jazz vocals. Yes, yes, girl. (laughs) Um, All right, cool. So uh, that was a fun fun little segment. Christina, you want to take it away? Yeah, absolutely. So you guys kind of mentioned this a little bit in your intros, but uh, what brought you to Orlando and did you grow up here? Okay. Um, I actually moved from Puerto Rico when I was 14. Hey, come on. To Orlando. And so I lived here for the past nine years of my life. Uh, with the exception of the past eight months that I was in New York, right. and now I'm back. So, yeah, Orlando is basically my second home. Um, all of my adulthood has been here. My nice. teenage years, all of that was here, so it's definitely my second home. Nice. Did the theme parks kind of pull you, or did, like, well, you just had family here, or? Um, well, my parents just wanted a better life for us. Yeah. Than than our experience uh, over there in Puerto Rico. And so they wanted a better education for yeah. us. That was like the number one. So they looked for schools and then they moved us around that school that they wanted us to go to. And it happened oh, cool. to be one of the schools that um, took their choir to Candlelight Processional. And nice. that like sparked an entire like new life dream that I had and life goals that I have. Wow. So it's it's really full circle to to be going back there as a voice of liberty now doing that show. So it's really cool. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Chris. So I actually um, found vocal jazz, um, voices of liberty, pop choral, harmony singing the same way. Um, when I was in high school, I did one year of high school choir, a year and a half, <laughs> um, in Harris County, Georgia. It's a little town. Um, and it's a quiet village. <laughs> no, um, but there's like two stoplights and a Dollar General. So that tells you about where I grew up. No, but um, so my high school also went to um, Candlelight Processional to perform. And I sang tenor the whole my whole high school career. Really? Pretty much. Crazy. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> but we came to do Candlelight. And when in previous years, when the high schools would come to do Candlelight, we would meet in the tent um, and Voices of Liberty would come in ahead of time and sing through the show with us. And so they did Away in a Manger, and they start, the Voices of Liberty sing that part alone. They start mm. the song alone. I lost my mind, mm-hmm. my absolute mind. And I was like, come on, I have to, like, I want to do this job, this specifically. So when I graduated high school, I auditioned in Atlanta when I was 19 for Voices of Liberty, and they, for some reason, thought I should do the job so they yeah. relocated me here so they are the reason that I'm here um, and once that contract ended it was a seasonal contract so in January I had to find something else to do mm-hmm. so I started um, auditioning for other companies I started with Penguin and um, found my way to ECA and now I sing with ECA full time basically nice. and I am also contracted actually all four members of Resolve are contracted with yeah. the Candlelight Processional this year Nice. So oh, you got it. Congrats. That. Congrats, you guys. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. So, yeah, that's what brought me here. Amazing, amazing. Um, tell us some projects that you're currently working on that you're excited about, and how do you pay the bills while pursuing your goals? <laughs> so we're all freelance performers, um, and a couple of us are contracted or have been contracted at one point, but we pretty much just sing at multiple stages. Yeah. and. Um, we really depend on our personal work to pay the bills, um, wow, that was really Southern. I said, pay the bills. <laughs> pay the bills. <laughs> um, so our goal is to eventually make Resolve a 
a way for us stores. to pay. Yes, like something for us to do that we can put all of our focus into that and use it to travel, yes. um, to just really share this music with um, kids that the way we found Voices of Liberty will right. find resolve and yeah. be interested in harmony singing and create a group of their own and continue the legacy that has been started by groups like New York Voices, Manhattan yeah. Transfer, yep. Real Group, um, incredible harmony singing groups. And it really, they have inspired pop groups to be a little more jazz in their yeah. harmonies, you know? So like um, all of the cool pop groups are super jazzy now, you mm -hmm. know? So, um, what was the question? No, that was it. That <laughs> that you was it. To, what do you do to pay the bills, essentially, oh, yeah. so, while you're pursuing um, your goals? We all do that, and we're working on, as we grow, opportunities come our way. And yeah. um, we have been blessed to have not really sought out any of the opportunities that we've gotten. People have found us through social media or mutual friends or, yeah. or people like Michelle Mayo saying, hey, this is a great group of people. And we love her, by the way. Shout out to Michelle. Yes. Um, she's a great supporter of ours and an incredible singer. <laughs> yes. um, so we have gotten opportunities that way. And now we're at a point where we're going to release new music and we may want to find a promoter, an agent, a manager, because there's a lot of work to be done in mm. maintaining a group, and we're not even super successful right now. We're we're very in the beginning stages, and very there's much so fun. much to do, and it's 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 tiring. It is to do all of it within our own group, mm -hmm. um, but we really it's taught us so much of how to negotiate the business side of things, and we have to learn how to design and things like that. So, is there a leader? You have like a band leader. So I. <laughs> Why is that? Ashley's laughing. Uh, well, because when we started, we we're all rather young and we have never yeah. really been in this environment before. Sure. And so the dream is all four of us are going to be all equal and we're mm -hmm. all going to do all this. And that's just because we're all friends. And of course, we're all I think of them as equals to me performing and so I don't feel like I have any reason to say but you know in a group environment you learn and we talk to other successful groups and there just has to be some sort of administrator sure. you know so, right and so since I sort of was a nerd and taught the tag and formed the group we have sort of decided that I will be our point person and leader but we all no decision is made without all four opinions awesome. being taken into account. Mm -hmm. And the only way that a decision would need to be made by the leader is if we were at a two and two and there couldn't be a decision made. And then they choose me to make a decision that's in the best interest of the group. So that's mm -hmm. what that is. Cool. Wow. Do each of you have like specific roles <laughs> that you guys play or do you all kind of share within that? Or is one, do you guys have like certain strengths that each of you can like bring out in the group? I honestly think that, we, because we're all very close in age, we've all kind of been learning as we do right. this uh, this journey as we just walk through what it is to have a group on our own with nobody representing us and all these things. We've definitely learned as we, as we, you know, went with this entire journey. Um, but we definitely are very open with our communication. And so we kind of run things through the other just to make sure that it's not just one person making the decisions, just like Chris said. Um, and though Chris is uh, the point um, of information for outsiders, he still runs things through us. And he's like, okay, what do you guys think about this? Um, even things, 
such as like, is this okay to say mm -hmm. to this person, this is kind of low key, or this is definitely more important. We should totally. uh, look a certain way. We should, you know, talk a certain way when it comes to like responding emails, all those things. We kind of just run it all through the rest of the group, I would say. So um, there are certain things that other people are stronger at, like for example, Elodie's very used to, like she was, she had a higher role in our um, fraternity for women in, in college. And so she's very used to like corresponding and sending emails and all these things. So sometimes he asks us and she'd be the first one to be like, let me look at this email again and I'll like rephrase some things because oh, cool. I think cool. it makes more sense this way, you know, things like that. Um, and connections, you know, we've, we just all, we we bring one thing up that like our strengths are kind of just like in the same level but if there's one particular aspect that we are usually more used to mm -hmm. uh doing then then that person will kind of take lead and we just listen it, it's a good thing because we do listen to each other at first we weren't so great at <laughs> listening to each other and, and it, it took us a little while to just be like you know what you're right and i know that you want the best for this group and awesome. that's why we're all here so mm -hmm. we've definitely matured as as this group i mean we we started when we were what 21 mm -hmm. so it's you know did you, how did you guys i mean I'm, i don't know if this is a question and i don't know if you've already answered it <laughs> um but how did you guys actually come to be did someone was like hey girl you're talented josh you're <laughs> talented or like so um Elliot and I went to college together. Right. Um, she's my big from our fraternity. Oh, no way. Yeah. So, and then her and Chris <clears throat> met through their first candlelight processional contract. Yeah. Um, and Chris met Josh at a Lion King audition mm -hmm. over at, uh, in property. Mm -hmm. So we all kind of just were mutual friends. And when Elodie met Chris through that contract, he would bring him around to Rollins where we went to school and we would start singing together because we're just huge nerds. And so just sure. like he would be like anyone, like we mentioned earlier, he would just teach us a tag or he'd be like, let's sing this and let's do this and mm -hmm. let's do that. And we realized that we really liked our sound together and we didn't have Josh just yet, mm -hmm. but we knew Josh could sing, right. okay? So <laughs> just I think there was just one day that Josh was over at your place and I was over at Elodie's and they shared a place. Yeah. Um, and he taught us Orange Colored Sky. Come on. And the rest is literally history. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, what was the biggest lesson you've learned since becoming a group uh, for specifically? Was there something that, like, without this experience, you would not have learned that? The one thing that I can think of is, but it doesn't really, it didn't really teach us anything. It taught me that I played a big enough important role was right before I was supposed to leave oh, to right. New York. I was like, when I was just making the decision, I sat down with them and I was like months in advance. I was like, guys, after this, I'm going to be moving to New York. And they were like, uh... I was like, obviously, I'm letting you guys know now. You guys can find somebody else to take my spot in this group. We're so young. We're new. And they and they were like, okay, we're going to talk about it. And it literally took maybe th 30 seconds. And they were like, no. There was no <laughs> we, talk. We, they were like, we no they were like uh, who can we? Honestly, no, we don't. There's no one well, that so could be in this group. There are like so many great singers here in Orlando. Some of the so best singers that many. I've ever heard in my entire life. It's insane. And yeah, like, it's insane. On the list of incredible singers, I'm probably on like maybe like in the 40s somewhere because everybody's <laughs> singing. Like everybody's singing. Go to her show, Joyful. I'm like, please. Are you in Joyful this year? Yeah, oh, I've been in Joyful. This will be my third year. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You need to yeah. go. Definitely she sings, have to see it. 
she sings. Come on now. Um, no, but there's just, I think with our sound and like what we do, I just can't think of anyone to come in and, and just, someone else could do it. Yeah, for sure. But it would not be the same. And I don't think I want it if it's not going to be this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see. So right now we're not going to have subs. Mm -hmm. And I don't see us having subs for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. um, we don't really, because we are freelance singers, we're able to, we haven't had to really say no to a gig because yeah. we haven't been available. So we hope that this group will get to the point where it's consistent enough that we can stay freelance and not, if a huge opportunity comes along, we would, we have to weigh those things because we also have our personal dreams and right. things like that. So. For sure. But, but um, I, it has taught us to be better communicators and sometimes if perception is everything and sometimes it is all about how you say it and not what you say mm -hmm. and so we have had to learn how to communicate and learn the difference between we are friends and this is business, business. you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying that's been the biggest so I like, think that's definitely been mm -hmm. the biggest lesson particularly this year mm -hmm. that we've learned when we've like come to a crossroads and we're like uh, so what needs to happen? Are we misunderstanding each other? Right, right. And like between friends and like we joke around a whole lot, but then there's things that we need to be very specific about and very careful because we are choosing to do this business together. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we need to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. And so communication has been the biggest part because we always said, oh, communication, communication is key, this, this and that. But when it, we actually got to experience what it was like to be not on the same page just because we didn't communicate or articulate our feelings precisely. Totally. Mm -hmm. So that's been, I think, the biggest lesson that I personally, I think, like, specifically Christopher and mm -hmm. I within this group, because mm -hmm. I think we are both the ones to be like, um, I don't think that's uh. what. And so we both would go like, I don't know. We both would be the ones to argue for what we believe or defend what we believe. Sure, sure. And, and it's a great thing because, you know, once we actually have conversations about it, we really do understand where we're, where we're right. coming from. And we both know that we want what's best for the group. So right. super random great. question. Where did resolve like the name come from? Were you like, like, oh man, like was my, <laughs> my band is, is like, uh, this is called sound dub. And it's like, eh. yeah. Bands make sound, and <laughs> we're gonna get the party turned up. Sound up! Here's oh the gosh. band. There's the name. There's the name. That's what it sounded like. How did how did like the name get so random? But how that that come about? So we actually got our first gig from the Orange Colored Sky video, um, and that was back in 2017. Uh huh. 2017. Um, wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Um, it feels weird to be in 2019. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like last year was like 2014. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Yuck. Um, <laughs> so we got our first gig from there and we were like, we don't have a name. Yeah. Like, we didn't have anything. We didn't we know don't anything. Have music. We, don't have we don't have a thing. Anything. It was weird. And so we had, we were oppressed. So we started a, we started a group text. Yeah. <laughs> and you were oppressed or depressed? All of the press. I was like, you were oppressed? Oh, no. We were pressed. You were pressed. We were pressed. Got it. For time. What? For charts, for money, for name, for everything, for it all. So our name should have been pressed. No, but we started a group text and then we started to, like Ashley said, she and I are very like, I'm just like, no, or yes, or Hmm. <laughs> Let's think about that. But honestly, it's like right back at each other. And right. the other two are like, 
Sure, this is great. It's fine. And Josh will be, if it's getting conflict, he's like, I'm here to sing my part. I don't <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> so it's so funny. Like, but we always, um, we have never like had to leave a decision. Like everything, we're, our communication has gotten so much better to the point. So we started there in a, in a group text and we were throwing out names like, um, we started with like pun names, yeah, like acapella names, like the treble tones and stuff like that. Get out and of so, here. me being me, I was like, no, we <laughs> no. can't. No, like this isn't pitch There's perfect. There's no like, way. Come on. Um, and so, treble I think I mentioned something like we need one word. So we yeah. all started throwing one word, and like I don't remember who threw out musical terms. Right. It was just we started with like Vibrano. one word. Yeah, and we were augmented. Like, <laughs> <laughs> musical terms, yeah. No. And we just got there. Resolve and we like got to it was resolve a thing and, and we're I was like, like oh, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Like it started that. So that's, that's how we funny. got there. I love that. Yeah. Group text. I love that. Yeah. Um so you guys do a lot of jazz vocals in your group, obviously. Mm-hmm. Were you guys trained that way uh, early on or did you kind of play it by ear and like develop your sound individually or trained? Do you have a coach? Because you guys didn't see like like you guys you saw Voice of Liberty at a young age and those jazz vocalists was that was that how young was that or were you always singing or did you come into the jazz thing later in life mm. we'll split this up so okay you know. um so i personally was not trained until i got to college period mm. like i sang my whole life but i didn't know how to properly sing mm-hmm. so i sang at the church and i did things like choir and whatnot but sure, obviously sure. that's not personalized yeah. it's just a big group so that helped with group singing which is major um but still you know, my sight reading skills were very, like, barely, I, it was just slim to none, my, my chances of actually grabbing a piece of music and being able to read it. So that was major when I got to college. Um, just, I grew a lot when it came to that. And I finally had a, a teacher, somebody who actually taught me, you know, proper technique. And I was taught how to sing classically in college. And I also was able to get into uh, the Rollins Singers, which is our vocal jazz group at at Rollins. Um, And from that, we did a lot of Voices of Liberty charts and a lot of um, Manhattan Transfer and New York Voices and Swingle Singers and Real Group. We did just a whole lot of different incredible groups. Accent, we just, Mm -hmm. we did a whole lot of great music and it definitely sparked like this fire in me of like nobody I don't hear this anywhere mm-hmm. except for here and I I kind of want to so um I definitely delved into the world of jazz and it was just so good because I had been used to singing you know at the church and like maybe um R&B and gospel and choral, choral and classical and all these new like genres were just being poured um, into my <laughs> life. Um, so we can have nice things. Right, we can. <laughs> um, just poured into my life, and I was just like, I want to grasp all of it. And one of the great things about my experience uh, with a teacher for the first time was that she was like, you can do it all. And I was like, uh, okay, thank you. Like, you're my teacher. You have to say that. And she was like, well, you know, I do see hundreds of students per year, and you're one of those that can actually do them all and execute them all well. And I didn't know what that meant until I actually graduated and I saw that I was being um, cast in shows that were completely different from each other. I uh-huh. mean, look back up at what I've done and it's like acapella pop and then Voices of Liberty and then gospel in the front of the park and you know with this group, which is completely different, it's just 
all these genres. And I'm just, I'm, I'm very grateful for that opportunity, but jazz was one that definitely stuck with me. And mm -hmm. when we found each other, we realized that this was a sound that we really enjoyed mm -hmm. um, doing together. So yeah, that's, that was part of the Rollins experience for sure. That's awesome. Neato. You can start in college, kids. Don't worry. Oh yeah. Be good. <laughs> oh, so um, yeah, I... I did a year of high school choir, okay. and then I started singing professionally, and that was it. And I was going, oh. I was actually, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I actually started um, to go to college for pre-dentistry, and I was, I remember. Yeah, I heard I that. was doing that, yeah, and wow, <laughs> that's crazy. So I, I guess I just didn't think I could be a professional singer, and so I, um, I decided to come do that, and I, I wasn't really taught or things like that. I sort of just found this on my own and decided that I liked it. And then I found other people that liked it. And I had mentors that liked it. And they were like, well, now that you've finally found this genre, this is what you need to listen to. And these are the things that you need to, that you need to find. And I, I am avid about self-research and like going yes. in on YouTube 3 a.m. in the morning and yes. that's a lot that's honestly how I presented a lot of the music in the beginning of our group to the group I <laughs> yeah. was like hey it's 4 a.m. and I just found this after clicking 40 prompts on YouTube and <laughs> I think this will work phone. for us listen and wake us up at I was 5 like I know y'all have this group text <laughs> muted yeah. Open it up. <laughs> no, but I, I... That's awesome. I um, That was one of our points. Chris, don't text 60 times yep. while I'm trying to take a nap. <laughs> he would. He would wake us up 1,000%. Right. But um, that's how we picked a lot of our music in the beginning. Yeah. And it's honestly how we found what our sound was going to be and what our own arrangements were going to sound like was through stuff like that. So that's how I found the genre and these people. Oh, I, nice. I want to step away from Resolve for a okay. second and just kind of talk about like... You guys are just performers, mm -hmm. you know, like um, specifically because you guys are both performers in the park, which is awesome. Um, but how are you able to maintain, you know, a f because you guys are both full time, maintain that that awesome performer contract, which nobody has. Like a handful of people can still say that they sing full time for a living and pay their bills. But they also, you guys get to go home and then now create all these things. How do you balance that? Like, what's, do you, right, besides not sleeping Chris, <laughs> and, and texting people at 4 a.m., yeah. uh, you know, how do you guys balance that? Like, do, what's, what's your secret, you know? What's the secret? I, I have my I have my own versions, but I'm curious as to what you guys do. I don't think I personally have it cracked just yet. Yeah. It's, it's kind of been like trial and error for me, especially last year, having coming out of, college and just a couple months later starting rehearsals for two big shows mm -hmm. I mean I lost my voice I you know it's it was major it was major major and I I'm still trying to figure it out one of the big things is you know having that quiet time steaming resting resting was the biggest one mm -hmm. we we put a lot in our plates last year as we were preparing for our first ever concert and we were so thrilled about it but I was exhausted and mm -hmm. and it showed in in my voice and how exhausted I truly was because um, I thought something was actually wrong with me and I was mm -hmm. unable to do this but you know people did tell me and they were like you know you have to be careful you're doing a whole lot and it's okay to say no to certain things so that's been I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is it's okay to say no 
And when that's you, such a huge point too. It's so I think major. There's like a, a hustle culture right yes. now where you just We're people terrified feel like they to have say to no, say yes to everything. To. Yeah, but it, that really shows that rest and taking a step back and saying no and only really choosing the things that you want yeah. to put your energy into. Um, will reap the most benefits than just, you know, hustling 24-7. For sure, for sure. So, so you brought that up. Knowing how to balance things out has been the biggest help for, helper for me. And telling the group, like, right before I moved back down, I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to move back down. We can't be laughing. We can't be screaming and doing all these things. <laughs> just because we, we do, do have, yeah, obviously <laughs> we still do. But I know that, like, when I go home, it's like quiet time. It's just taking care of, of my voice, which is what is paying the bills. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's my instrument. And so, you know, being careful and, and just communication, communicating with your leaders if you're feeling tired or whatnot. But mm-hmm. obviously always being prepared and, yeah. um, and never what you have. The thing is that you can never back out of what you have already said yes to. True. So be careful about what you say yes to and know yep. that if you need to say no to something else, it's for everyone's like safety and yeah. yours first, you know? Right. So totally. Wise. Saying no is great. Um, I, I feel like in the beginning I've, I've never, I've thankfully always been able to pay, pay my bills and, and things like that. But I've, I used to say yes because I didn't want to disappoint someone or of I didn't course. want to hurt anyone's feelings. Or I used to say yes to things that I like, really wasn't interested in but I was like it's not going to be a big deal but when I would see it on my calendar and I would have to go to those rehearsals I'd be like I'm dreading this Mm. and so I have learned not to say things that I know will not be worth it for me in the end and give me anxiety the entire process Mm -hmm. and then at the end I'll be like wow I'm glad that that's over and I just I don't have those opportunities anymore because I'm able to say I appreciate you thinking of me but no Mm-hmm. You know, and I also schedule my days off. Like, yes, I really, really love working for ECA because mm-hmm. I can. I we're all freelance vocalists, yeah. and we can work as we're scheduled. And thankfully, I have work through ECA, and I'm able to work full time. Absolutely, through that, it's an incredible opportunity. But also, if I need the day off to work on something, they are so respectful of that. Yeah. And if they do need you, they'll say, hey, we need you on this. And if I, they have been loyal to me and given me, so I like to respect them as well and, and come in to work for them. Um, but I, I you, like... You've already got the job. You can stop. You can stop. <laughs> They're the best bosses I've ever, <laughs> ever had in my entire life. <laughs> there will never be other employer, better employers. I um, love it. No, but... And I like... Um, I... I'm going to go ahead and say it. I was, I was like, oh, Lord, I better not say this. But I don't necessarily know that I would want to be a contracted singer just because I would not be able to hop on Resolve things as quickly mm-hmm. yeah. as yeah. I. And when part of the reason why I was the main point person was because everyone else was so busy oh, with yeah. college and things. So I sort of had to be the one in charge in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Ellie, um, Ashley was a full-time student. Elodie was full-time contracted voices. Josh was either a student or learning Nemo and things like that. And I was the one that had the days off, you know? So, um, I, I like that right now. I'm 23 and I have my mom's insurance. So (laughs) I don't need need a contract right now. And, um, I would really have to think that over before I signed away four days of my life, three days, five days every week, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And I like this flexibility, which is why I'm hustling hard to make this resolve thing work. So that way, by the time I do need mm-hmm. a contract, I have resolve to pay my bills. Yeah. So, um, and we're not trying to get rich, but we are trying to be happy and live a comfortable life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get rich. <laughs> listen, <laughs> you. listen. I'm trying to get real While rich. that's not the main goal, I'm not going to say no <laughs> to being rich. Right, so, hello. Um, but I... Refresh me help with Mm. the original question because there was another point I I wanted to say. Oh, no, it was just balancing the resolve. Oh, oh, like, so I guess being a bass, thankfully, I don't really experience vocal fatigue as much as, say, a high tenor or a soprano or a belter, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I'm constantly where I'm speaking. Yeah, Ashley, Christine, and I going up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, right, I I mean, think about it. The reason I come in the break room and teach tags is like... That's because I'm I'm not really tired. Yeah. And T T one over here is like, shut up. Right. Like, no, I don't want to see. No, but so I I have learned to not go in the break room and sing in my falsetto for an hour and mm. then go out set and sing because that will wear me out. Right. But I'm able to do my job and and I have learned how to sing healthily and lower my larynx and all that great stuff. And so I take it easy and also if you can do a good job and get the sound, you don't have to. You don't have to sing 150. Mm-hmm. percent You can sing at a relaxed volume and level and still present that energy without mm-hmm. blowing your voice out. Like it's just not. It's not necessary. Yeah. yeah. So I have learned that balance, and that's been really good for me. Uh, what's a skill you recommend anyone learning? Um, for anyone who is into singing and performing and even arranging, like, is there a particular skill that you're like, Ooh, I wish I would have learned that sooner. That would have been really helpful. (laughs) There are, there are places. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, there are skills that I thought that I was good at in, in 2015 that I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, I was not good at that. But, um, my personal biggest pet peeve is intonation, I think. And, mm. and like, this, it's, it's just something that I didn't always get. But, like, now it's the main thing that I depend on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, these are, and these are skills, like, uh, as, as singers. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but also specifically vocal jazz and, like, just there is no... I feel like, and, and no disrespect to other genres, it might not be as good as it can be but you can get away being a little on a different side of the pitch and like hmm. say pop or something oh, like that. Oh, 100%. When we're yep. singing yeah, we are half steps and, and things like that and four people having to provide a full sound mm-hmm. on a crunchy chord without um, without something that may be there with six people to fill it out, mm-hmm. it's, you just can't. You can't sacrifice When we just did that cent. tag, I was like, on that last note that I had, I was like, I was like, I just clenched my butt cheeks together. Right. I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah. please, baby Jesus, right. let me. <laughs> right. And, and so like, for example, um, I have an arrangement of Misty that we sing. Yes. And if we fall, yeah. it, because we go, we modulate every chorus that we don't fall is the thing because we can't like we, if yeah. we have to keep it or we will lose our place in the court. It's yeah. very hard for me. And, and Elodie's on the other side of the stage and I may yeah. or may not be able to hear her on the monitor or we may be singing acoustically. Mm-hmm. So I have to know that she's going to be in the key over there and she has to know Chris is going to be solid on the route. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's, that is the main thing for us in vocal jazz and vowels and just things that, that aren't really 
when groups get to a level, like say a, a pop acapella group, when they get to a level of, oh, we want to be better than we are, then those are the things that they look at. Mm-hmm. I feel like we had to do that from the very beginning because yeah. we were like, this does not sound good. Like right. it does not sound right, you know? So those were the building blocks for us um, yeah. to really get. And the skills that, um, I think the skills that I wish that I had a little earlier w- was really recognizing different styles and being able to execute them well. Like if I'm going to do jazz bass, I don't need to be as like, doom, 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 doom. Like I need right, to be like right. a little more, doom, doom, like just a little more walking. What was that? Doom, doom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just um, that and, and I, I have mimicked my own singing voice after the voices of women that I like their voices. Yeah. So like, I, as a bass, will sing a line like, oh, Tiffany Coburn would sing it. (laughs) So, like, I love her and Michelle Mayo and Kim Nazarian of the New York Voices and even Ashley, like, and Elodie. I would listen to them. And I, Josh and I both, our our male voices um, mimic that of the women, which causes us to really melt into them a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was something that I'm glad that I know now. But um, we also a skill that I'm currently working on is being a better soloist and then going back to sound like myself and not creating something that, um, while the voice shouldn't be manufactured, we do manufacture a different sound for the different purposes, you know? Right, totally. So, and then I have to go back and be like, well, what do I as Chris sound like? And what do I want to take from learning how to sing like this and be on my, on my own? So just learning to be extremely moldable and adaptable is number one in my book, you know? So. That's I a good have, one. I have one skill that I wish I had learned. Hit it. Uh, from a younger age. I learned this at the very end of my college career, and it is to listen harder than you sing. Come on. Yeah. Listening harder than you sing means everything. And if you really think about it, especially when you're in a group, it's it's the most important thing you could ever do because if you're singing just to sing or because your part is great or mm-hmm. because you know your part and the others don't, you're still not going to, yeah. it's not helpful. Right. So listening harder than you sing is the number one skill that I have definitely harped on. Even, you know, soloistically, you know, because you either have a track backing you or you have a live band or just an accompanist, you know, listening is is big key it's the biggest to me when it comes to singing just listening comes first so so yeah. funny you guys were like such i was like uh, hey so what's the one skill and you and i expected like sight read but you were like no this is a sub 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 <laughs> sub detail of a skill you need to have if you want to be a good singer well yeah. and i appreciate that no yeah. that's why you guys do what you do so i was also going to say sight reading because of course it's it's not something that it's not something that Am I going to get in trouble on this podcast? Like no, when, no, when no. it went to... We literally just... The last episode, we were like, you got to learn how to sight read. It was like, I can follow. <laughs> well, so when I went into the candlelight room, um, I was like, they were like um, extreme sight reading skills and extreme range and, and vocal ability. And I was like, okay, well, like this is fine. We got into the room. We said, hello, and met everyone. And then we said, three, four, shout for joy. Right. Like, <laughs> if you like, don't oh, know what you're no. doing. Oh, no. But the thing is. The hallelujah chorus. But you will never get you it. You will never. never. You have to know. But the thing is, I don't think that if I was not able to read at all, I would still be able to make it if, I, if my ear was good enough. And I could, yeah. and I would go home and put in the work. Like right. It's very hard to fail in, in a professional environment like that where they set you up for success. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. But. 
there are opportunities that have come my way that I thank the Lord for sight reading and things yep. like that. Yep. I think I'm able to say it now, but I actually had a cool opportunity to do a small part of the Epcot Forever. I saw you in the video. Show. Were yeah. You, were you so in the video? Yeah. I, some probably. I don't know. I haven't yeah, seen yeah, it. yeah. There's a um, video. But I got to sing in that, and we literally get in that room, and I'm next to the most incredible people, and you, you have to know there are there are rights to this music that we can't mm-hmm. see it before, we can't take it out of the room, so you have no choice but to read it in there, and. Mm-hmm. They're paying all these people by the hour, so we don't have time to do, do, right, do on right. our cell phones. We don't have time, you know. So there are things that I want to do that I know sight reading is important. Mm-hmm. And it just helps you understand where you're going to fit with the lady on the line above you and the guy on the line beneath mm-hmm. you and things like that. It's important. Yeah. Before we get to our final question, I have a random question for you. Okay. Um <laughs> Why, why would That's you respond stressful. like that? I'm scared. <laughs> no, 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 no. So um, just because this is so random, uh, everybody in this industry, you know, they kind of, you said, uh, you were told by a voice teacher, I can, uh, you can do it all. Um, everybody in this industry, they kind of have to know how to do musical theater or pop or classical. Um <clears throat> Not because I fake everything that I do. Hello. Um, <laughs> when you, when you have to switch genres or whatever, is it? And this is again, we're this is an, an advice thing. Yeah. Are, do do you put on like a persona or like or is it just something that you can switch naturally? Because I'm a terrible human being, and if you ever see me, I, and I swear to God, <laughs> if you like musical theater, like it's all very like classical and fine, I can do that. But if you ever come out and see Sound Up Band, I, I'm not a, I'm not a d- bag, but I have, like my sunglasses <laughs> are word. on. My sunglasses are on at nighttime, and I'm very like, this is my pop persona, and now okay. I can sing. You know, it's You're one of Sasha those. Fierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's one of those things. So, like, do you feel like you need to put on uh, put something on, or how do you switch genres? Honestly, for me, it's it's all about feeling the music. And so I, I am thankful that I have always been very musically inclined. I, I hate sounding like, oh, you know, me, and I'm just so great. You, <laughs> know, you know your strengths. <laughs> I genuinely have always felt music extremely deeply, and I'm able to connect with, with it. Honestly, it's, it's like I've, I grew up in the church, but uh-huh. if, if I didn't grow up doing music in the church, I wouldn't connect with my faith as much as I do. Sure. So it's, it's one of those things that it's just... It, it's a whole nother level of, of an, of an entire new experience that I have with music. Mm -hmm. And every time I'm able to connect with each genre and what it's saying, the words, not knowing English when I first moved here, but still like connecting to music Mm -hmm. because it's music. And I understand that Mm -hmm. I understand music, no matter what language I'm singing in, you know? So, um, melodies, I'm able to connect with melodies and, then I delved into musical theater a bit in, in high school. And even though I had a terrible accent, when I was up there and I was singing, it was it was my time and it was therapeutic to me. And so cool. it was really, really cool to be able to connect with music. And it really is just all about the music. Like when it comes to gospel, I know that I'm giving it my all. And it's like, it's praising and, mm-hmm. you know, worshiping to me. That's what gospel is to me. Sure. Musical theater is about bringing a character to live through music and song and mm-hmm. and really connecting with the words that that person is saying because you're trying yeah. to 
completely show who somebody is, especially sure. when you just do one song right. from a show. You're like, I am this character. This character is saying this, and you need to get that. Yeah. And I'm this person. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When it comes to jazz, it's all about those stories that those people were trying. I mean, if you think about the history of jazz, you know, what was going on when those people were singing those songs, those people were writing those songs, mm-hmm. you know, it was all about entertainment because the world outside was crazy, you know, the mm-hmm. wars, all these things. So it's just about thinking about what was going on. And I think somebody said it before that music is just a universal language. So we're all able to connect with music, but I don't think I have a persona that I connect to. <laughs> I think I just you relate just to, to the music, music, period. Yeah. yeah. It, I, I do think it comes through. So naturally. don't be like me, kids. <laughs> connect to the music. Wrong. I know so many people that, that enjoy music that way. And that's just another interpretation oh, of how okay. you enjoy music. So mm-hmm. be yourself. Be yeah. yourself, bottom line. Enjoy music the way that you organically do. I just think that's that's the way for me. And mm-hmm. if you hate yourself, be someone else. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, no. no. I'm totally kidding. Uh, Christina, you want to ask the final question? Yeah. So... What would you say, one piece of advice that comes to mind that you would say to a kid who who wants to be a performer and they live in a small town mm. and everyone around them is telling them it's just, it's not a realistic, it's a great hobby, but it's not realistic yeah. for a, a career. What would you tell them if they're listening right now? Wow. Uh, Take your time, Tasia. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> um, no, so. Well, I think uh, there's no reason that I should be here performing right now, growing up the way that I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, there just wasn't a culture where I was. And and it was not... It's My parents have always been super encouraging, but that's just not, like, something that my friends in school and every, people saw as a career. You know what I'm saying? So if it's meant to happen, you'll find it. And if you know that there's nothing else that you can do, it'll happen for you. Yeah. But you have to learn at a very young age to make things happen for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, one of the main reasons why I was yearning to sing with my friends is because I auditioned for the Rotunda Voices of Liberty and I didn't get in and I was sad that I couldn't make music on such a high level mm. like that, that genre specifically. So I was like, well, I need to find people outside of the Rotunda to mm-hmm. make good music with. <laughs> Come you know on now. Yeah. So you, you just gotta, you gotta learn to be self-sufficient and mm-hmm. those people that are, are the are the most successful at, and not necessarily in the world's view of success, but they're, they personally feel successful. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And, and while you may think that people don't notice, they do. Yes. And if you are fulfilled, you are just better in life and you're more encouraging and you're just happier and yeah. until you're not. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, well, clearly something I'm doing, I need to nurture this over here and and I don't feel good about what I'm doing so it's caused me to be lying in bed and not productive and not me so you have to learn how to be self-sufficient yeah Yeah. I would say to believe in your talent I mean (laughs) that's the biggest one that I've actually personally been reminding myself of being in the Big Apple and there being (laughs) millions of people three million people live in Manhattan alone so imagine going to auditions there it's extremely intimidating but i sit there and i'm like if i don't believe in myself Mm -hmm. they're not even going to look my way Mm -hmm. so believe in yourself believe in your talent and know that there is always room for improvement never go in there thinking oh i'm the best period like there will always be people that are better Mm -hmm. but it's knowing that 
what you have to offer is enough at that time. Yeah. And really believing in that. Because if you don't, like I said, nobody's going to look your way. You mm -hmm. actually have to convince yourself that what you have to offer is great. And it is. Mm -hmm. It is great because all art is going to be different, but it's still beautiful in its own way. So there's always room for growth and improvement. And believe in yourself no matter what, because if you don't, then your family won't back you up. Then, you know... And you won't be able to show them that, hey, my dreams are so valid and, mm -hmm. and here I am living my dreams. So, mm -hmm. yeah, Chris was told before it <laughs> not to believe in himself or to choose a different career. And really? if he would have, he wouldn't be happy. Right. I don't think yeah. I don't think you would actually be happy doing anything else. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I, I probably would have eventually ended up here much later or yeah. I would have had so much debt and student loans and things like that. <laughs> right. And oh, I will probably eventually go back to school at some point. But like I've gotten to a point where everything I would go to school to do, I'm doing. Right. right. Yeah. So and and I've learned like I feel like I would be so set in my ways if I had gone. And now I'm mm. I've learned how to manipulate things to produce something mm. that I li that I just personally like, not sure. that I think is appropriate. And I can arrange music that maybe not be following the rules, but like the best arrangers learn the rules and then they break them. Yeah. So I'm probably breaking rules that I don't even know, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. But yeah, I was definitely told not to perform and, and things like that and that I shouldn't really audition for Voices of Liberty and things like that. Well, so. I think you both should always believe in yourself because <laughs> you're both super talented and now you're part of an incredible group, Resolved Dreamers. So, yes. <laughs> we Do we remember the tag? You are the sunshine of my life. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for doing this. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for it's having us. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick before we um, go away, do you want to just remind them where you can find your Kickstarter? Yes. yes. Plug yourselves. Yeah. It's all over our social media, if you follow us at all. It's uh, going to be in our Instagram's bio. Um, personally, What's your Instagram? Our Instagram is um, Resolve Music. Um, we have a website, we have all these things, but at the moment we're going to talk about the Kickstarter, which is in our social media, and that's going to be on our Facebook, um, at Official Resolve. Mm -hmm. um, we have posted a few videos with the link. Um, just yesterday we posted, uh, or we went live. and For we, two hours. For two hours, guys. But we did raise over $700, mm -hmm. uh, so we're wow. super grateful for that, but we're still... Um, right around the area of $800 that we still need to raise. And we have just a couple of days. So, and if we do not raise all of it, we don't get any of it. So not any of <laughs> not it. A dime. So we, so let's help them out. Let's, let's please, uh, um, get this going. Um, again, you can get incentives. You can get a cool shirt. You could be, um, mentioned in our video at the very end. You know, it's just, you get really cool things with donating. So please be sure to donate it, share it with your friends. Um, we are so grateful for this opportunity to give you guys the music that you guys have been asking for. So help us out and, and get us there. 
Yay. Well, awesome. Thank you guys so much for doing this. I'm so glad we could have made this happen. Please tell Elodie and uh, Josh, we say hello. Hello. Of course. Um, If you guys want to reach us directly or have anything you want to say to Resolve, uh, you can reach us directly at uh, otowndreamers at gmail.com. You can also uh, find us on Instagram at otowndreamers. It's all one word. Or on Facebook, (laughs) o-towndreamers. And if you're looking for us, uh, if you're on on Apple Podcasts, please make Make sure to go down and five star us. Review us, girl. That's the only way we know if we're doing a good job, if you like what we're doing. Um, And uh, other than that, Christina, are you ready? Mm -hmm. We We dream dream for for a living. living. Peace. Peace.